Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 173 for Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? How is life treating you? Welcome back to the soothing sounds of my voice. I hope you guys had a great, great week. Um, Let me see. Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. A bunch of stuff to talk about. I went to the gun range with my buddy, Mark. I had a nice little afternoon slash evening with my buddy, Matt. I spent a night at my friend, uh, Isabel's place. I drove to London and I had some fun with my friends, John and red in London. And, uh, what else? I mean, I got a bunch of stuff. I did, uh, Harvey's RV stuff guys. I did all sorts of things and I'm going to talk about them right now. So let's start off with the first thing I did. I uh, went to the gun range with my buddy, Mark. I'll address it as always. The podcast is a little late guys. I'd actually already told you that this particular one would be late, although it's even later than that. I'll be late to my own funeral. They say, um, oh, and I'm sipping on mm, 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 a magical cup of coffee. Mm, the Venetio from the Nespresso line. Just a little hint of vanilla. I put a thing of sugar in it. I don't know. I do not taste it at all. Um, all right. So I apologize for the podcast being late. Uh, I have been putting it off because I am back in the thick of a bunch of things that I'll get to. Uh, but I'm just letting you guys know that I, I do apologize. I did. I did know this one was not going to happen on time. I just didn't know how late. And to be honest with you, I have prepared to do this many times and just my energy was so bad. And I had so much stuff to talk about. So many people who did so many nice things for me over the span of this week that I did not want to just half-ass it. I wanted all my gratitude for all of the time and uh, attention that I got to be uh, properly articulated. And I hope that I've got it in me right now to do it. But it's the only time I got so that we're not waiting for another week. Here we go. Kaboom. Starting gun. Let's do it. And speaking of guns, I went to the gun range with my buddy Mark. Mark, um... I've told you guys before, Mark is, uh, is a guy who uh, works with guns and, uh, and is now a gun owner himself. So we got to go to the, the, the gun range. It was a great experience. I'm now reaching back through time to remember my experience. Uh, we went uh, relatively early, right? I was at his place for like 10, I think in the morning. And, uh, we went out to, to the range, a uh, nice little spot there. We, we, we show up. And there's a few little ranges. Like I, I've never been to a gun range before. I didn't know what to expect. Like my brain is always like those things you see, you know, on, on uh, television where you're like out in the middle of the desert. Well, there's no deserts here in Ontario. 
uh, you know, at least near Ottawa, I can't think of a single desert sort of area. So it's like, I'm thinking like, you know, those guys are firing at targets and there's fucking cactus in the hills in the background. <laughs> like, is that a gun range? I think those guys might just be going out in the middle of the desert where no one knows and firing guns off. I think that might be what's going on in those videos that I've seen. Videos? Make it sound like I'm on YouTube watching it. You know, I'm just saying like you're on Ripley's and they're talking about the fastest gun guy and he's at the range shooting, shooting bottles in the middle of the desert. So I didn't know what to expect. That's what I was expecting to see, right? But it's like, no, it's, you know, it's grass and trees, like the way we, you know, where, you know, kind of like the climate that I live in. That would have been a real good hint, right? So uh, we get there and there's like, apparently there's like four different spots. Two of the ones that we, you know, the, the, the ones near the front where you park, I'm like, those ones are already taken by dudes. And I was like, all right. Well, Mark's like, all right, let's go check the next one up here. So we drive up this little sort of like, uh, you know, driveway, little trail, whatever, hit the point of no return for vehicles or whatever. And then we, we walked the rest of the way. So we got our, our, you know, two by fours and whatnot that we, that Mark has already built into like, you know, target stands or whatever. And, uh, you know, the cases with the guns, they're all locked up, everything like that. And there was a bunch of little like procedural stuff that he was telling me about, which honestly, I can't remember all of it right now. And at the same time, I'll probably get the terminology wrong. And rather than walking you guys through a, a Swiss cheesed version of the procedures, I'll just tell you what I remember. Um, I just remember we got there and it was like, you can't put, you have to put guns on a certain table or whatever. They have like, a, I guess it's like safe zone or whatever. So that you know that like there's, you're not allowed to put like ammo, I think is what it is on that area. So like when the guns are there, like, you know, that they're not armed, they're not, they're not uh, loaded. Um, it's really cool when you, when you walk with your guns from that area. So basically I think it was like an unloading zone or something like that. When you walk with the guns from that area, you have to, uh, unload them and carry them in such a way that you can see they're unloaded. So Mark had, I don't remember the names of the guns. I think he had a 22 for sure. I think the close, if it wasn't, it was the closest resembling a Glock. And then he had a, uh, uh, yeah, 357 Magnum and a 44 Magnum like the dirty hairy guns. And I was very excited to shoot those, right? Like the Rick Grimes from walking dead, the big fucking hand cannon revolver with the long barrel. I was like, Oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to shoot these fucking cocksuckers off. So, um, it was, uh, you got, you got to carry the guns in such a way that you can see that they're not loaded. So for example, with the revolvers, you have to pull back the hammer. I think that's how you do it or whatever. There's a button that releases the, the cylinder to the side. Right. So that, that basically when you're carrying it, you can see that the, the, the cylinders are out to the side. And so they can't be fired because the, the bullets would only be to the side. And the same things with the, uh, the other one, you have to like, I guess, pull back the, the, uh, the clip or the, the, the chamber from the, uh, the handhelds so that, you know, you can see that there's no bullets in them and, and whatnot. Anyways, it's just like a thing. So when people are walking with the weapons, you can see, and you always point them downrange and everything like that. A lot of like little things like that. But then anyways, Mark and I, uh, Mark and I got, uh, got going with the, uh, the setup of the things. We moved the table out, put all the, the weapons down. Apparently you're only allowed to have like two of them without the trigger locks. Like there's trigger locks on these bad boys and everything. So you can't pull the triggers or anything like that. Cause some like, holy fuck, some of them it doesn't take a lot to get them to fire. Like if they're, they're cocked and loaded the slightest squeeze of the trigger cup, how? So anyways, we set up our little thing and we, we started, uh, stapling the targets to the, uh, the backboards, whatever. I swear to God, this is the dumbest. I was so fascinated by like all of our process and everything like that. It really wasn't even paying attention to my own safety. 
now the guns are not with us or anything like that, but I'm just like, I remember like we were rolling these, I was kind of holding the, the targets so that Mark could staple them to the backboards, whatever. And I wasn't really paying attention. We had cardboard along the backboards to staple the targets to just wasn't paying attention with the positioning of my fucking finger. And I had it like right behind just Mark was sort of sliding the, the staple. I didn't think he was going to staple right in that spot. Just luck of the draw. We've got this big staple gun. My fucking middle finger is right behind the spot. And he just slides the staple up, pow, right through where I was holding blasted both ends of the staple right through the, the top pad of my, my middle finger. Uh, swear to God, the one, the most dangerous gun we used all day was the staple gun. That was the one that I got the injury from. How funny is that? Um, but, oh yeah. And I was, I was bleeding. I was bleeding good for a bit. And this was before we even got started. So that was a funny thing that had happened. That had happened. What had happened, Josh? Well, that had happened. Um, so yeah, fired a thing through my finger with the staple gun. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to remember this, the stuff from the beginning there. Yeah, it was, it was anyways, got the targets up. I just was so fast. I was laughing at myself for fucking bleeding and uh, let's, well, yeah, let's put it this way. Uh, I'm so late recording the podcast that that wound has completely healed. I had the two big black points in my finger where the, the blood underneath, that's how late this podcast is. I've completely healed this wound at this point. (laughs) I'm looking for it on my middle finger going, was it even my middle finger that I got? Um, but yeah, so, uh, we did that. Hmm. 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 And, uh, and then we start, you know, pulling up the bullets and stuff like that to get the guns loaded. And, and Mark's got like this cool little quick loading system that, that, you know, you load the guns with now the, the all the, the 22, 38, 357, 44s, these are all, I guess the millimeter measurements of the bullet, which is funny because the, uh, Americans, they don't know the metric system yet. You go military millimeters for bullets and they are all over it. They can, they can figure that out entirely. So how about that? Huh? You know, for it's like a oh, metric system for bullets. They're like, we're on it. We got it. It's like, well, why don't you just apply that to everything else? It's the same fucking idea. Anyways, um, if it was anything other than bullets, they wouldn't have a fucking clue. What the fuck is a leader? Um, <laughs> so, uh, we load the guns. We loaded the 22s. I believe it was 38s. I could be wrong, but I believe it was 38. So the 22 bullets were so fucking small that I was just like, they were kind of like, they looked like little, like little bitch bullets. <laughs> so like the 22s, like you see them, even the gun looked a little weird to me, but, um, but the Glock, man, those 38s, wah, those were bullets. Let me tell you, that was a, that was a fun one to shoot too. So I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you about the, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about the experience. I'll, I'll tell you. Um, so we, uh, loaded the 22 and we fired that off a couple times, little, little holes, in the, in the board that looked like you pushed like a little, a little fountain straw through, you know what I mean? Like those tiny little white straws. That's what, but the size of the hole in the, in the cardboard or in the targets that the, the 22 bullets would leave. And then, you know, the 38s, they looked like you could push a booster's juice straw through, you know what I mean? Like a thicker straw. That's what the 38s left. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to fire this 22. I'm, and I'm nervous guys. I'm really nervous. I'm not, I'm not nervous about like the recoil or anything on the 22. Cause it's tiny. I was just, and we had to have, we had uh, really cool headphones on too. Like we had headsets where, where you turn them on. So you put these, these ear covers on ear protection, then you turn them on. So they allow you to talk to each other. Like it's like a, you know, there's microphones, everything like that, but any kind of percussion. So like, even if you clap your hands, you wouldn't hear that. You'd feel it, but you wouldn't hear that because any kind of percussion was gone. And uh, even some some of the things I said bass-wise were actually gone, ladies. But uh, anyways, um, it was kind of cool. 
fired the 22 because I was just like, I'm just like, this thing can still hurt somebody. So I was very mindful of always putting it down. I was always mindful of the safety on, um, like I'm surprised because part of me was like, I might just be uncomfortable to fucking hold these things just because I'd, I'd hate to like, like I'm, I'm human and I'm capable the older I get and the more, you know, worrisome I get, I, I, I slip up and make mistakes, right? We make more mistakes when we're worried about making mistakes than if we're just doing something. So, um, I was just like, fuck, I would, I would hate to like put this down the wrong way or something like that and fucking fire one off, especially knowing the hand cannons that Mark brought and that we're going to be playing with. You know, that, that 357 Magnum and the 44 Magnum. Oh, baby. That makes you feel like a big man holding one of those guns. Let me tell you. So anyways, um, 22, nothing big deal. The, the, the Glock style one, the, the 38, I believe it was. And Mark, of course, email me and correct me if it's not a 38, but that one was fun. That one looks like the fucking, the cop guns, you know what I mean? Not the revolvers, but the fucking, you know. The, 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 the sort of nine millimeter style, whatever's, um, it just looks cool. It looks like a cool gun. Um, bullets were bigger. Like I said, almost twice the size of the, of the 22s and firing that one was fun. It was fun. Like, obviously all these guns have like little like eyesights on the top and it's, it's like they say, man, like all the times in the movies were like bang, bang, bang. And they hit, it hit all the guys. Not like that at all. We even moved forward. Like they have all the, on the, on the grass, they have spray painted all these different yard markers. So you know how far you are away. And, um, and that's the thing too. Like there's like a ceasefire. So if you're going to move forward, it's like ceasefire. Everyone just put the guns down, you know, unload safety. So someone can walk forward. Just a shudder at the idea of like walking forward where someone's pointing a loaded gun at you. Um, so even like coming forward or whatever, it was hard to hit the center target. Now I hit the bullseye two, maybe three times, you know, all morning. Um, my, I hit the target several times, several, 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 but in terms of like, like I'm looking at this thing, the red is in between, like you got this little, the two little things in the back sort of U shaped, right? Like the two, two, two towers. And then you want to line that front one up right in between them, like perfectly centered in the U. And even though you've got it there, by the time you squeeze and pulled the trigger, your fucking hands may have moved slightly, whatever. So like, it's all about practicing this. You also need to make sure you put your hands on the uh, magazine guns differently because if they fire out whatever the bottom or whatever, like you don't have your hands in the way you hurt yourself. So like if shit goes south, like that's how the machine is just designed machine. So the gun's designed to fucking shoot the thing out the bottom or whatever. So you just keep your hands on the side. Revolver's not the same story because the bullets are coming out the side. And it's kind of cool too. Like as you're firing and you see the shells popping out, going over your like right shoulder or whatever. Uh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I standing. I said with Marcus. Marcus was telling me after he's like, when I was firing, he was like, he's like, I was gonna feel the bolts come out. You try to catch them. You got to pick up your own. They call it picking up your own brass there. So you have to pick up your own shells or whatever. Like it was a cool range because it's not as expensive, but it's kind of like a like an honor system. You know, uh, take care of it. You know, everyone pick up your own shit or whatever. Someone was there, I guess, with a shotgun. There's all these plastic casings all over the grounds. So that person was an animal. They never picked up after themselves. Um, but yeah, so Mark was like, as I'm firing, he's like, I was just trying to see if I can catch them out of the air and, and just keep tracking them to, to throw them. We filled a Starbucks cup of bullets. I should put that on the, the Instagram for the one man podcast and you guys can, uh, can check that out. Um, anyways, it was really cool. And I, I tried to do the same thing <laughs> when Mark was there and I'd see them firing out and I kind of positioned myself to where they were, uh, where they were sort of all sort of coming kind of coming in the same area. And I, I, you know, it was like one or two catch and then one fired out and hit me right in the fucking forehead. <laughs> it's just funny. 
Uh, and again, like, it's not like I'm standing a foot to his right. I'm like, I'm standing like three, four feet behind him, you know, and I'm watching where they're coming. And then I position myself where if I reach my arms out, they'll land kind of in that area. Instead, I took one right to the forehead after a few. It was just funny. Um, and they warm up over time. It's not like you fire them off and they're like hot, hot, but over time they start to get warmer. Um, so there was that. Let me tell you, man, firing. I watched, I wanted to see Mark fire the guns first. So I was like, you go first. And he's like, and then, you know, he kept saying like, you go ahead. I'm like, I I just want to see it done first. I want to watch it and whatever. But when he handed me the, the Magnum, I think it was the 38 Magnum. Um, fuck. He's like, you go ahead first. And he put, I think he put, he put two sizes of bullets and I think he put a 38 and a 357. Um, Maybe it was a 357 Magnum and he put like a 38 and something else in it. Anyways, all I know is that there's two different sized bullets and I'm now I'm knowing like, and now I know I'm like these guys, these Magnums, they, they kick. Like I could feel the kick in the, in the Glock gun. And that one was like, it wasn't insane, but when you fire it, your, your hands move back. So you're kind of like bracing with your hands, your arms, your shoulders, your legs. You're just like, okay, this thing's firing and you got to control it a little bit. Even just like a staple gun, like a staple gun will kick back. You know what I mean? So you, there's just, there's, there's going to be some force. Well, this thing has more force. The 357 Magnum or whatever. I'm like, all right, like this thing's, you know, I'm like, you got to like, you got to hold your arm. So I'm like, I got my feet planted. I've got my shoulders locked, my elbows locked, my wrists locked. And I'm like, I'm controlling this thing. I'm like, I've got it. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to kick. So imagine football, you're standing there, legs planted. You're waiting for someone to come and hit you. So when I fire this thing and it kicks back, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Like, cause again, I was controlling it. I was expecting it. So I can see people like point a gun and just like, whatever, pull the trigger, pow, pow. but pull, you know, cock the hammer back, whatever. And just the slightest squeeze, boom. I was like, I feel it kick. I was like, Oh, there's some power there. And then Mark's like, okay, now, now the next bullet, right. Which is a bigger caliber, pull the hammer back. I was like, holy shit. Like I still, again, held it. It didn't fly my hands back. It wasn't like those shotgun videos where you see some chick trying to fire a shotgun and it smashes her in the face or flies over her fucking right shoulder or whatever. Like it was, but it was, there was some kick to it. I got videos of all this stuff too. You guys let me know if you want to see them, but, um, and all I know is, and then we're like, okay, we, that one was fun. And then Mark said, you want to try the 44? And I was like, yeah, but I was worried. I was worried. I was like, have you fired? He's telling me, he's like, he hadn't even fired the 44 one-handed. Like I had both hands on this thing. And, uh, and then I fired the, the 44 and like, and that one was like, that one was like anticipation and we're, and they left, it left some pretty big fucking holes in, in the target. And, uh, I just know I was like, <sighs> Yeah, sorry. Just that the idea, the damage that that fucking gun can do to a human being. I'm not like woo doggy. I'm more like just uh, like just I I could never own one. I just I would hate to have something like that in my house. It just terrify me, right? And and Mark's a great gun owner and he's very very responsible and everything like that. It's just just the fucking damage that thing. You feel the power of this thing when you fire and you're like. A lot of guys I know who are against guns fired guns and I don't, I don't know if they fired handguns. I've never fired a rifle or a shotgun or, you know, machine gun or anything like that. I was just firing handguns, but I know some guys who've like, no against, they're not against guns. And then like, then they fired a machine gun or something big. And they're like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like they do it. And they're like, I, I get it now. I was like, okay, I, I'm, I, I don't feel like that's me. I, it was fun. It was so much fun, but just like, Phew. so 
I'm getting ready to fire this thing. The the video of me, you know, Mark's just like, all right, Josh, Josh is going to fire the 44 for the first time. And I'm there, my fucking arms locked, my hands held properly. And then just, and again, like, it's not like you squeeze that the trigger's not coming back for a while. You barely pull it and it fires. You know what I mean? It's just like a slightest little, just a little pull towards yourself. You can, that's what the hammer cocked back. If the hammer's not cocked back. You pull it all the way. Like you pull it more, it's more anticipation, but cocked back. Like that now, like seeing the movies where guys got the fucking hammer pulled back and he's pointing a gun at somebody. I'm like, dude, if you fucking move the weight of that gun too much and, and squeeze your hand just to catch a little, you're firing that fucking thing at somebody. So yeah, pull the, pull the hammer back, go to pull it, brace everything, pull it fires. My hands don't fly back. They don't just, you see the little kick and the little, the little flash from the muzzle and just in the video, it's just me going bang. Wow. Oh, I think I went, holy shit. <laughs> just the kick of it. And again, I'm braced. I'm a big dude. My body is braced legs, arms, shoulders, everything ready for this thing to kick back. And it still kicks back. Like it's like, you've got your hands pocketed waiting for someone to punch them. You know what I mean? And it's just like that pow, like that hit. That's what it felt like. It felt like someone punched me in the hands. You know what I mean? And just, and after a couple shots of it too, like the, the, where your finger is like the, the, I guess I don't even know what to call the trigger guard or something like that. The little metal part, like it fires back into your knuckle. It actually hurts your, your knuckles after a fire fusion. You wouldn't be like wanting to take down zombies with this thing. Cause it fucking hurts. It is a, it is a powerful fucking hit. Um, Anyways, the only thing I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll move off of this over twenty minutes, and I'm just talking about goons. Welcome to the goddamn killing varmints podcast. All right, you step on my property, I take your goddamn fucking head off. Um, <laughs> but it was like it felt fun. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, coffee. It felt good. It uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. My Mark was telling me my spread was good, so we did like shot for shot near the end where we'd. You know, just, just line it up, take a shot. And then, you know, I, he'd take a shot. I'd take a shot. We just, you know, track the, the target and my, I guess my grouping or my spread or whatever the fuck it's called was, was particularly good. So for, a f- yeah. And, and Mark, I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on blast, buddy, but Mark was telling me that that was the best grouping or spread he's seen from anyone who's been there. Now I didn't start off that way. It was a little, you know, we weren't there for, for particularly long either, but it was fun. It's not cheap either. Like some of these bullets, like 10, 10, 15 cents each. So, you know, you just bang, 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 bang at a target where you're like, okay, well, that was, you know, some of them, like, I think like, like the shots are almost like a buck a piece or whatever, maybe, maybe not that expensive, but it's like, yeah, man, like it's, it's, you can, you can blow through quite a reasonable amount of cash. Just, just, just fill it. Bang, 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 bang. Okay. Fill it. Bang, bang, bang. It's not like BBs or paintballs or anything either way. Um, huge. Thank you to my buddy, Mark had an absolute fucking blast. Uh, great time going. I, I look forward to doing it again sometime. Um, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind trying like other kinds of Mark. If you want to go ahead and just buy a bunch of guns, uh, so that I don't have to buy some rifles, some shotguns, you go ahead and you just start yourself a little militia there and then, uh, and then I can go out and shoot your guns. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, I wouldn't mind trying some other, I wouldn't mind trying some rifles and shit like that too. Uh, start playing with some scopes or whatever. But I mean, in terms of like the target practice kind of thing, it was fun. It was a, it was a good time. Um, that, uh, evening, was it that evening? Oh, fuck that. That was a long day for me. I did a bunch of stuff. I actually met up with my buddy, uh, Matt, who been hanging out with a little bit here and there. My buddy, Matt and I, uh, we're going to like have a drink and smoke a cigar or whatever. So we, uh, what did we do? We 
went to uh, Joey Lansdowne at, uh, what do you call it? At, uh, at Lansdowne. That was, that was really dumb. A TD place, they call it now, but uh, it used to be Lansdowne Park. Uh, nice little restaurant went there for happy hour. We had a couple of drinks, a quick meal, courtesy of my friend, Matt. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a really nice meal. We had an amazing server who was beautiful from what I could see. Cause we're all wearing masks. And, um, she was like, hi, I'll be serving you. My name's Jess. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't hear. I was like, my name's Jeff. I was like, I'm sorry. Your name's Jeff. Nice to meet you, Jeff. Like, uh, I was just playing around, whatever. Um, this, uh, might sound like a humble brag. I I'm only just giving myself credit for it because I wouldn't normally, in fact, I wasn't at the time and I wouldn't normally, but I'm trying to allow myself to feel a little bit good about myself. So I'll tell you guys the story. I had a great server and now obviously everyone thinks that when they're doing well conversationally with a server, it's like, yeah, it's a server. I'm not unaware of this and I'm fully recognizing it in the moment. But uh, she was very nice, very friendly. I had her laughing. We were joking about a bunch of different things. Um, and she she made a point. Even my buddy Matt's like, dude, I don't know how you talk to a chick like that. And I was like, well, I don't think for a second that I have a chance with her. So you'll find it's very freeing to to be like, well, there's nothing to lose. It's not like if I say the wrong thing, she's not going to give me her number. I mean, it's not going to happen anyways. So I'm just joking around with her. And then he like, and then she made a point to let me know that she was single and that he, he, uh, this happens to me a lot. And I, and I used to like it when I was new. Now I'm like, oh, I just feel like it does a lot of heavy lifting for me. But he's like, yeah, like, you know, she's like, you're really like, we were joking about something. And she's like, she's like, are you like an analyst or something like that? Like you're very sharp and very quick. And, and my buddy goes, he's a comedian. And I was like, and she goes, oh, that makes, I go, I, Yeah. You know, so when someone's like, oh, he's a comedian, I just feel like, oh, it just, it's like a blanket sweep of something. So I don't know. I don't know. So as over the course of the meal, she made it a part. She's like, she's like, I'd really like to come to one of your shows. You're really funny. Like, you know, and then, and she made a point to make, you know, to, to say that she's single or whatever. So I, I said, well, what do you want? Do you want my email address? Do you want my phone number? What would you like? And she's like, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll give you both. You contact me however you like. And, uh, and I'll send you some tickets to come see a show next time I'm there. She's like, I would love that. Now it has been a few weeks since I have heard nothing from it. So sorry to, you know, disappoint or whatever. I was, I was, you know, be great to be like, and guess what guys didn't happen. Uh, beautiful, beautiful girl. She was like mentioning how she's like 21. I was like, oh Jesus, I'm 31. That's never, I'm 31. I wish just slice off six years of my life. Like that. I'm 37. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Why do you doubt Josh? Why do you doubt? I'm a realist. All right. Let's, let's keep going to the gym. Let's keep getting good. Maybe someday if I get this fucking, you know, ship turned around, then we can start going. Why do you doubt? But why do I doubt? Cause she looks like she looks, I look like I look, I'm older. She's, uh, anyways, it was a good interaction. It was a nice little ego boost that, that I was able to so freely chat with her. We even discussed, you know, pickup lines and things like that, that they get. I go, I'm, I'm sure you get all sorts of shit. I go, I'm really just talking to you like a person. Uh, I, at one point I said that, uh, I go, well, obviously you're very good looking. So you probably get hit on all the time. Uh, I go, and I just, I personally, as a comic, I'm very excited. I'm very interested in the pickup lines that you must hear, especially the new lines, right? Cause it's, you know, guys are always trying new shit. Um, and she's like, when I said like, oh, you're very good looking. She's like, oh, thanks for, for judging me objectively or whatever. Like, well, I'm just good looking objectively. And I go, I go, what's all I got to go on so far, blah, 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 this and that. So, you know, two minutes later when she brought the food, she's like, how does everything look? And I'm like, you mean objectively? 
right? <laughs> so anyways, um, oh, fuck Josh, you sound like such an asshole. You sound like someone who's proud of himself. Wow, you got a server to be friendly and nice to you. Listen, I didn't ask if she was single. She felt the need to tell me, and she asked for my contact info. She's not made use of it, so maybe she's just like, haha, I fooled another one into thinking that I was interested. Um, so, and you might think, well, she was just trying to get a tip. Well, Matt paid for lunch, so haha. <laughs> he didn't, she didn't get any, uh, she gave the attention to the wrong guy. Anyways, we walked across the street to the cigar man, a little nod to my guys there. And, uh, what was it? Yeah. We went to the to cigar man, got ourselves a couple of sticks, came back, had some whiskey, sat in the porch, had a nice smoke. was great. Took Matt back, uh, did a little switcher. And then I went to my, uh, my friend Izzy's place and Izzy and I were chatting, had a great night, had some good conversation, talking about all sorts of fun shit, had some drinks, and I ended up crashing at her place. And uh, and then over the course of the evening, the most significant thing that's happened in the last two weeks, uh, not most significant, just the biggest fucking pain in the ass. Are you ready? Oh, he's been so positive this episode so far. Well, throw that shit out the fucking window, because I had a... Big fucking pain in the ass here. One second here. I'm going to pause you guys for one second. I got to send a message here. Someone's coming by. All right. Sorry. Rather than just listening to me hum for 15 seconds when I send that. Um, so yeah, so get this. I go to, I'm, I'm, I was even sending some messages probably like one o'clock in the morning to some friends or whatever. Um, I did send messages to my little uh, PlayStation group. We've got like a Facebook chat uh, going and uh, I did send some short little videos of me firing those guns to them because a couple of them live in Texas and and the states where they're allowed to carry guns. So it's just like, hey, here's here's me with my first gun experience. Um, but somewhere over the course of the evening, like I woke up to, hey, what's wrong? Like, I'm why are we blocked and I can't see you on Facebook or anything like that? So I wake up uh, to some of these messages, like, what the fuck? And this is like early morning, like seven seven o'clock, seven thirty in the morning, and I go into my email and see messages from Facebook saying there's been suspicious activity. You might need to secure your account. And I was like, what the fuck? So I'm like, all right, well, I'll figure this out when I get home. All right. So I take my friend Izzy to work and, uh, and I go home, reset my password. It allows me to reset my password because I've been hacked or whatever. Uh, it sends me, you know, it asks me some questions like, did you do this activity? Like add this person as a friend. And I was like that I didn't do. And, uh, you know, this thing I didn't do, but everything else like, yeah, that was me that, yeah, that was me that, yeah, that was me. And then it's like, great. We need to authenticate your account. We're going to send you uh, a, a text code. And I was like, okay, send me a text code. And they you know, is this your number? Yes. Send me the code. Nothing. I wait a minute. Okay. Resend code. Nothing. All right. Another minute goes by. Okay. Resend code. You've tried too many times. You have to wait 24 hours before you can get another code. Like, what the fuck is this? So, um, I message a few people that I know like, yeah, I've got some issue with Facebook, whatever. And this was uh, Thursday. So I'm like, I gotta, I honestly don't remember what the fuck I did on Thursday. I got some last minute stuff done, ran some errands to get ready to go to London, which I was doing on Friday. And that was that. So, uh, Friday morning rolls around and I, uh, attempt to, uh, try again. And it tells me I gotta wait 24 hours. Cause I tried a couple times throughout the course of the day. I'm like, okay. So every time I tried yesterday, it's like a fresh 24 hours starting. So I waited until Sunday morning at this point, I'm at reds in London. I wait till Sunday morning. This happened to me Wednesday. 
Uh, so on Friday I tried, it's like, tell me 24 hours. I'm like, so I'm going to let an entire day go by. I'm like, I'm not going to try anymore today. And I'm going to let all of Saturday go by and I'm going to try on Sunday morning. Um, I try on Sunday morning and I'm like, red, I want you to take a look at this too. Red works in computers and things like that. And I'm like, just in case I'm doing something stupid. She suggested to go into incognito mode on Chrome and make the attempt. And it worked instantly. Perfect. Okay, great. It worked. And then it says like, we need you to, uh, verify your account or whatever, you know, so send us an ID or something and we'll let you know. And I was like, sure, great. Here's my, I, I took a picture, you know, of my driver's license. This is me. It's my account, you know, take and They're like, we'll let you know when, when, uh, whatever it's been like through it, whatever it might take a couple, you know, it might take up to 24 hours, two days. I think I tried it like later and it was like, uh, your account was disabled because I think this was like one of the first messages I got, like even before I was able to get back in my account, it's like your account was disabled because it breached our our policies or whatever. And of course it's like, well, yeah, the hacker took it over and probably did what a hacker does, which is like message everybody on your list to try to tell them to buy free sunglasses or shoes or, or, or not free sunglasses, but buy sunglasses and this and that and whatever. Cause it's like literally. And I also noticed in my account that there was an email. So someone was like, well, someone got your email, got into your email address. They went to your Facebook. They sent a, a refresh code, to your email, and then got into your Facebook with, with that. Cause when I looked at my email, uh, a little later on that first day, Wednesday, I had, or sorry, Thursday, I noticed that, um, there was an email in my box with that code Facebook sent that had already been opened. So this person got into my email, opened that code and got in it was, and they were basically, they got the code was sent at like two 30 in the morning. And by two 40, Facebook was like, there's suspicious activity. We've disabled your account. And obviously that person did whatever it was that they were trying to do. Um, I never saw it. I was sleeping. Right. So whatever they did, which I still have no idea of to this day, um, got me blocked from Facebook. So after I, I sent the code to them, whatever I was like, okay, it's been like two days. I've received no emails. Like, again, I was working in London and stuff, hanging out with red and John, all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's been a couple days. Uh, I go to look and I, I, you know, like I, I'd first appealed cause it was like your account's been blocked because of this and that hack. And it was like, and it was like, submit a review. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, they, my account was hacked. So submit a review. Like you can't enter, you know, I didn't get to write anything down or anything. I literally just hit please review. Well, two days after I sent in my ID and everything like that, I go to log in and it says your account has been disabled because it breached our things. We have already reviewed this and it cannot be undone. That's it. This is what happens when you log in. I'm not logged into my Facebook account and I can't like click around. It's like you, lo you log in, you get this message right away. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can click on. You can't click on the help or anything like that at Facebook because it won't let you pass this screen. I spent all sorts of days ahead of time too, looking for ways to contact Facebook about my account being hacked and stuff because I'd spent days trying to contact someone. You can't get into the help section without an account. You can't do anything else. Also, they disabled my Instagram account. Because my Instagram account, so if any of you are like, hey, we haven't seen anything on your Instagram account, they disabled my Josh Williams Comedy Instagram account because it was connected to my Facebook account. So that got disabled and permanently deleted. Um, so uh, I looked all over the net, articles, everything, articles from like 2010, things saying, hey, there's, here's an email address you can contact Facebook, disabled at facebook.com or whatever. All that doesn't work. All mailer demon. I wrote these big long things, mailer demon, this and that. I found a place where it's like, fill out this form and I would fill it all out and write everything that happened and said, Hey, my account was hacked. Whoever, uh, destroyed my, like whoever, you know, went against the rules. That was when my account was hacked. Can you please, you know, uh, 
look into it. And, and so, like, and then I'd send the email, mailer demon address, not if it doesn't exist, blah, 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 or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, so there, Facebook has absolutely no way where you can write something out and send it to them. Everything that's there is like, here, if, you know, my, my friend's account was hacked. Well, have your friend click on this form. It's like, so if your account was hacked, you can fill out your password reset. But like, in terms of them like reviewing why your account was disabled, it's like they looked at the infraction. They don't look at the activity surrounding the infraction. They're just like, this thing went against our rules. And if you're like appeal, they're like, well, look at it again and see if it goes like, no, that thing goes against our rules. So they didn't look and say, oh, was the account hacked? What also happened during this time frame? Like, did this person report, you know, suspicious activity? Like they literally found the suspicious activity and disabled my account and sent me a thing saying someone might've gotten your account, which I clicked on and everything that at no point. Should, so, so what happened guys was I literally, like I, I have an account that I'd had on Facebook for probably at least 15 years, at least it's all gone. Everything on there, my, my dead grandparents, Facebook pages that are there gone, no access, every friend I've made, every message I've sent to anyone, all the pictures that I thought were safe because I'm like, oh, they're on Facebook. So if I ever, you know, I don't need to keep them all on my computer or they're on Facebook. I can pull them off Facebook. All that is all gone. It's all gone. Um, I tried to start a new account with my contact at one man podcast uh, email, but because that email was associated with my other account, like it was a recovery email, that account got disabled and, and blocked permanently. So I have since created a new account and when they're like, Hey, put your phone number in here. I'm like, no fucking way. Cause that phone number was on the other one and I'll block it. Like the level of like spread blocking everything that's me. Like I haven't even spent a lot of time on this new account that I've created because I'm waiting to see if they somehow go, Oh, well this, isn't this the same? Like their algorithm finds that like, Oh, he lives here and he's done this and he's friends with all these people. And it's like, like before they know it's like, Oh yeah, let's disable that account. Cause again, there's no one you can talk to. You can't message somebody there and say, this happened to me and you've destroyed every link. So my, my Instagram account is gone. My Facebook account is gone. Anything that I even remotely has an email, all the pages, hilarious bastards, open mic Mondays, uh, one man podcast, Josh Williams comment, all that shit. Can't find it. It's all associated with that other thing and just destroyed in a second, all because someone got my email. So if you're thinking like, well, don't do bad stuff or don't do this, don't do that. Don't fucking kid yourself is what you don't do. If somebody gets your email address, right? I didn't, someone was like, well, did you, who did you give your password to? I'm like, why in the fuck would I give anybody my email password? Who would ever need to get into my emails? Like, like who guys, who are you? Like the people who are asking me this, who are you giving your email password to? You know what I mean? Somebody figured it out and it was, I wasn't easy, but someone figured out my email password got like, I, and I don't know. And the, the thing, the, the thing, the message saying that the person who asked for it was on a windows computer on Chrome somewhere in Ottawa. And I have friends who can kind of look into that shit who tried, they can't find it. So if you're somebody who knows me, if you're the person, God forbid, if you're the person who did it, you're hearing me like whatever your motive was for getting into my thing, whatever you posted, I, have, I still have no idea what was even done. I have no idea what they even did to get my account banned. Cause usually you get like a warning or something. Don't you, if you post something, they block you for 24 hours. No, like to Twitter and other things and other shit. Well, t Twitter, Tinder, uh, Instagram, like they'll usually tell you, like you've done something you're blocked for, you know, you can't post for, I remember like when I was pitching shows to friends, I would like copy and paste like, Hey, I got the show coming up. If you want to check it out. Da, da, da. And I'd spent send like 50 of those. And after like 50 of them, they're like, you can't send messages for an hour just because it looks like you're, you're spamming or whatever. That happened to me once. 
So whatever this person did was so heinous that, that Facebook blocked it would not, and would not ever like, wouldn't even look to see if I was hacked or anything. Anyways, um, that can happen to you. So my Facebook account gone. Um, if, uh, if you've received a, a friend request from me and you're like, this is weird. Uh, it's me. It's actually my new account. And the only thing, if you try to find my other account, it doesn't exist anymore. It's completely gone. Um, but that's that. So, uh, don't think that your account is safe. If you have pictures or anything that you're like, oh, um, it's all safe on Facebook. Uh, something can happen to you while you're sleeping. And, uh, and that's that. That's the end of it. So it doesn't matter how long, how many pictures you collected and whatever it is, it can go that quickly. Um, my buddy Mika still listens to the podcast. Mika, I sent you a friend request. You haven't ac- accepted it yet. So if you're wondering if it's me or not, it's me, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, that that was it. Like all, there's nothing on the internet that can help you. There's no one you can contact. And I spent shit loads of times looking for something, some way of contacting, some way of appealing. There is no one you talk to. You click a button saying, will you review it? Please review it for me. And they go, yeah, we reviewed it. And it's no, there's no place to state your case, to plead your case. Nothing. Um, I found one, I found one spot where it's like, please give us details. But the thing is, if you've already like the one that I clicked was like, please, it's like, it's like a request a review and you click on it and it goes to your review is your, your review will be seen. Well, I found like a, a one that was like appeal form. But the thing was when I typed in my shit, when I hit submit, it says, we've already looked at your case and it's, it's already been reviewed and cannot be undone. We've done like, so I was like, okay, well maybe, maybe if I had found that prior to it locking me out, maybe they would have seen it. But at the same time, like they're the ones who noticed my account got hacked. I clicked on a button saying my account was hacked and they sent me stuff. So I literally should have had those like notes or pings or flags on my account. Like my account was hacked. So when you're reviewing something, a report, like make sure it's what it is. And they don't tell you what was done. Anyways, I'm, I'm going to get off of it because I haven't been, it was nice to spend a week without Facebook. It was just kind of like, there's a lot of shit on Facebook that I need. I need certain contacts. I need certain Facebook groups where I get a lot of my marketing stuff for the current Nespresso thing that I'm working on. Um, I got through that. So, um, it could hurt me a lot with financing, uh, or finances stuff. Sorry. I'm just thinking about some other shit that, uh, that, that, one of the saving graces, I don't have to go through eight years of photos with the X and, and eliminate them. Um, so that was something I was dreading doing, um, cause it hurts. Uh, but that's not something I'll have to do now. Um, and it did suck to like, I, I kind of had, you know, unfriended her and she wasn't in any of my shit or whatever. And then, uh, and then of course, while I was adding the new account, it had suggested her and I was like, eh, get, get, I'm not interested in seeing that. So, all right. So I drove to London. This was still, you know, I told you guys the, the saga of the Facebook thing. Um, but of course, so, you know, that started while I was still in her Ottawa and continued while I was with my friends in London. So went to London. Got to hang out the weekend with John and Red. John did what he always does, which is pull out all the stops for food. Now, he didn't do it every single night. And of course, we we understood this time wasn't going to be as wacky and crazy. But night number one, dude makes a fucking crazy ass charcuterie board. Um, I can't remember the first night I think I got there late. So we just sort of, we hung out. We played some games. We had a great time. Uh, what did we play the first night? Uh, I don't think actually anything the first night. I think we might have just sort of sat and shoot the shit, whatever. Just had some fun and whatnot crush a shed. Um, 
number the the first night we were there i think myself and john we went to costco picked up some stuff for charcuterie board because red was having a friend over and uh and his lovely lady um so it was kind of like we're gonna do a games night we're gonna do some food have some fun people so myself and john went to costco picked up a bunch of stuff for the charcuterie board uh went to the lcbo and got some beers uh then red and i went to this really cool kind of market thing that they have there was always like fresh foods and fresh sandwiches and stuff like that we picked up some stuff as well and then the uh the guests of honor that evening and uh came back and john had made this like insanely nice charcuterie board that is already actually i think i might have put it in the story oh shit okay chloe just said she doesn't want to go to ottawa no worries um sorry that was a message i sent and what do we have here Ooh, I got a, I got a meeting in 30 minutes. I'm going to fucking wrap it up. Who is this? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sorry, gang. <laughs> Welcome to the me reading text messages podcast. So, um, yeah, the, the, the charcuterie board, holy shit balls. Um, and I, I have to acknowledge red and her hospitality. All right. I'm not ungrateful, but but this fuck yeah it's on the podcast page guys on my on my pod on my instagram so the one man podcast is the only instagram for josh williams right now i've not decided to start up another one i think i might just do this one but holy shit like john bought gooseberries or gooseberries or however you say it i thought it was gooseberries but like it's like he had like four or five different cheeses so like brie and goat cheese and then this like smoked blue cheese and then some other cheese i can't i don't remember the name but it was like a hard cheese there's like if you look at this picture it's like a fucking where's waldo like every inch of it is something else he even like spread the gooseberries around the the board just for like color so they're like they're like staggered same thing with like little peach slices because remember at breakfast we had like a nice breakfast spread what he did he did french toast is what he did for breakfast that day and amazing he had the bread out the night before and i just remember seeing like all the bread lined up on this tray and i didn't think much of it i thought maybe he was prepping it or whatever i thought maybe it had already been soaked or something and whatever and it was just sitting out ready to go but he was like no he left the bread out he's like if it gets stale a little bit it absorbs the egg but like this fucking guy man guy can cook the guy motherfucking can put together a meal um so yeah, he's got like figs on this plate. You can see it, all right? If you're like, oh, let let me let me look at this thing while Josh walks me through it. We had little little uh, cocktail onions and pickles, and there was jams and pickled uh, banana peppers, uh, raspberries and olives and apple chips and almonds and like prosciutto and and chorizo sausage and like fucking. The, he even like fried. I don't know if he fried them or what he did to them. But he like, he like fried some little cherry tomatoes with like garlic and salt and there's raisins. Ugh. But I know some people like them. Grapes. That was just the one board. And then the other board fucking had like green beans from their gardens and all these different like dried, dried breads and dried chips and everything like that. So the, the bread, the crispy part of the security board. And it's on, it's, you got to check this out. You have, you have to look at this. This is just, this is just the you know, tasting thing. Like, oh, I've never had charcuterie here. Let me make you one. And then he goes all out. If you guys look at this thing, you have like, this thing would have been a hundred bucks. Easy, easy in the store. hundred easy. And then, then you look at the second plate and you're like, yeah, so this would have been like 150, $200. I think if I'm wrong, please feel free to correct me. But like just the amount of ingredients and stuff like this, absolutely fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, I love visiting them. God, I eat good. Um, so I was going to say, yeah, we do that. And then, uh, Kishore and his lovely lady, Sandy came over and, uh, we had, uh, they brought 
I don't even know how to, I don't even know what to call them. They told me like Vlada or Vada, but it's like these, there's like this really nice, like chickpea lentil fucking curry ball patty falafel things, delicious. And then she made us these really, oh, so fucking good. Like these wraps where I was like chicken and like, they basically like chicken curry and cheese wraps. Oh, so delicious. God, I eat good when I'm there. Like good and bad. You know what I mean? Uh, so that was amazing. Then we played uh, betrayal at house on the Hill, which was a fun game. The legacy version, a lot of fun playing that game. Um, what else? We went to that, that, that market with red to get some things. Uh, John and I, so again, like the next night, uh, again, keep in mind, I get to see my pal red. I get to fuck around with red, make fun of red. I got to push reds buttons and I'm not going to tell you guys what her buttons were, but holy shit. Did I ever learn how to push her buttons? Uh, that was fun. And so, uh, yeah, so we did, uh, we played some games, uh, the next night got to, uh, we got to hang out during the day a little bit. I think we went on like a nature walk or something like that. Uh, my allergies weren't horrible, but this was ragweed season. So, uh, we went for a nice walk, her, me, the kiddo and John that night, John makes fucking pad Thai from scratch. Amazing. Even the soaps for Christ's sakes, absolutely delicious. Absolutely fucking delicious. Um, we had sat outside with that. That was fantastic. Um, what else did we do? Uh, had some drinks, played some games. We played dead of winter. That was a lot of fun. A game I really like, um, trying to keep it into the days, uh, that I was there. Right. Cause I mean, I can talk about right up that bleeds right into the next, uh, Costco, uh, right. Sorry. Right into the next, uh, episode of, uh, of one man podcast. So I don't want to, don't want to do that just yet, but we had, uh, we did the pad tie, and then on Tuesday night, um, we got to uh, we got to go out, which was nice. We went to a place called Dolcetto. Um, it was a, a nice restaurant that was still in their neighborhood, a nice outdoor patio, which they kind of like put us half on the patio, half still in the restaurant, which was interesting. There was a lot of young kids too, like a lot of these young kids dressed like little soccer hooligans or like like little thugs, and then they'd be with a lady who was dressed very very nice. It was a nice restaurant. Um, I had, uh, I think both red and John did like, like, um, they did like, uh, like an appetizer, but then they did like the pizza, like the flatbread pizza that they do there. I did, uh, like these beef noodles with lamb that was pretty good, but I gotta be honest. Um, the best it, of all the meals I had, it was the worst meal that week, which is not saying that like that, you know, it wasn't bad, but I, I would much rather spend that money, throw it at John and have him make something because his food is way better. Uh, even though he used to work at that place. I just, I enjoy his food. I'm telling you, man, uh, man crush is a little too strong, but, but I, I very much appreciate that skill and that talent. Holy fuck. Do I ever feel like a King when I'm there? And that's not to say that it's all John. I love my friend red. I love her very, very much. I enjoy spending time with her. Everybody's life is a little busy. They're getting the kid. They're getting some renovations done. The kid. Oh, this was funny. I gotta tell you guys this story. So Monday, right. Cause I went down to see them on the weekend and I was, uh, they were kind enough to put me up so that I could do, uh, the Harvey's RV thing in London while I was there. So, Oh God, my back. Somebody was telling me they heard the podcast that they hear the squeak. You guys hear that? a squeak in the background. That's my new chair. I thought all phonic would clear it out. So if you guys are hearing that, please write me contact at one man podcast.com and let me know if you're hearing it. But someone told me that they heard it and it's just every time I move, I guess there's little squeaks or whatever. I can't really hear them with the headset on, but that doesn't mean that you guys aren't hearing it. Um, so 
they put me up while I came to, to do the, the Harvey's RV thing. And, um, I, I get there day one. So here's the thing. My, my Nespresso tour was, was ready to go again, but I didn't find out until I'd already committed to doing the Harvey's thing. And I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's like, there's times where you have like a shit gig because there's all there is. And then a, a wicked gig will come up. Very rarely will I cancel something that I've already got for something else. Like, you know, I feel like it's like, it's like that rude, like canceling a date with somebody because a better thing came up. That's a shitty thing to do. But Sometimes you got to, but in this case, I had already committed to being a, a team member of this Harvey's RV thing to do, uh, London, Sarnia, um, um, Chatham and, uh, Kitchener. Well, Monday morning rolls around and it's time to do Kitchener. So I, you know, get up, get ready to go all this fun shit. And, uh, and I'm, I'm driving towards Kitchener, but I'm still in London. haven't really left. And I get a message from my, uh, my, my team lead saying, uh, the, the fire suppression system went off in the food truck. And so they got to spend the day cleaning all the shit out of it. So they're like, it's, it's canceled for today. So I turn around and head back to reds and in my head, I'm like, fuck, like, not a big deal. It's not like ruined my day or anything, but I'm kind of like, okay, well, good. I don't have to work today. Right. Who, who doesn't want a day off? But I'm like, you know what? I drove, like I'm, I'm covering the the cost all the way to London and back. That's out of pocket for myself. Now the saving grace is I got to hang out with red and John and I would happily do that. I'd happily cover that to go and hang out with my friends. So that was cool. But I'm like, but I'm turning down work in Ottawa work that pays slightly more in Ottawa. Um, because I don't have to drive around to do it. They're like, we'll cover your travel costs and stuff. I'm like, great. But you know, now that the work's getting canceled, it's like, oh, now I've, now the, the costs of travel, you know, are, are weighed against less income. So I'm like, that kind of fucking sucks. You know, I'm already losing money doing this gig, right? Like had I known a little sooner, I probably would have just stayed in Ottawa and done the Nespresso thing. But I'm like, I committed you know, and I could, I, again, if I hadn't been able to see Red and John, A, hadn't been able to see them, but it wasn't just like, they obviously saved me my, uh, money by putting me up. Have, had they not done that, I, it wouldn't have been feasible to, to go, but I'm happy to go and see them. I had a great time with them. The only thing that made the trip worthwhile. And I had a good time with the team from, from the Harvey's RV, but just to lose a day and to factor that back into the costs and things like that, it was kind of like, uh, Again, it was more like, hey, I found a, uh, instead of being like, hey, I'm going there for work, it was more like, hey, I'm going to go on a little mini vacation and just, you know, make a little bit of money while I'm at it. Anyways, so I go back to the house and here's the fucked up thing. I, I think I was tired from the weekend. My allergies were messing with me. So like I have this horrible decision that I have to make every day during August and September when the ragweed comes out, which is, do I want to be uncomfortable, sneezing, itchy, and swamp headed? Uh, today, or do I want to be drowsy, tired, sluggish all day? It's like, which, which level of discomfort do I want to be? And of course I'm with my friends, so I don't want to be sluggish and boring and, and everything like that. Like, I don't want everyone to feel like I'm bored. It's just that my system is so attacked with the medication to keep me from just hating my life. It was tough. It was tough. So they're getting some things done. They're getting some renovations done. I'm, I'm sluggish and uncomfortable with my allergies. So I, I just wasn't getting the best sleep and stuff like that. So I remember when they canceled it early Monday morning, I'm like, great, I'm going to go sleep. The only thing is red works from home and the guest room that I'm staying in 
also happens to be her office where she works from. So I'm like, I can't just come back in and go to sleep. So I was like, yeah, maybe I'll try to like lay down in the, in the living room. They got like some chairs, like some, some wing back chairs, but like sitting in them, trying to get comfortable, not a chance. Am I going to get any sleep? Then I go out to the car. I'm like, I'll just sleep in the car. I'll go out, sleep in the car. I, I roll, I, you know, lean back. I got the sun in my face and it's, and it's hot as fuck. I roll the windows down. It's so nice. And it's nice outside, but I'm like, roll the windows down and, and couldn't get comfortable. I've got the fucking ragweed coming in. So like, I feel my allergies So roll the windows up, but it just gets so fucking hot in the car so fast. Couldn't get comfortable. I go out, uh, you know, go back inside. Red's like, well, there's an anti-gravity chair in the, or one of the, not anti-gravity, a gravity chair in the back. So I was like, okay. So I'm like, I grab the chair and it's, and it's kind of hot in the sun. So I go and I find this nice little shade spot. I lean back and within minutes I'm fucking cold in the shade. So I pull it out into the porch I bring the chair back up and put it up on the porch and I'm sitting in the sun, which is nice. Right. I'm finally like, okay. And then, and then John and this other fella are working on, on their front. Uh, they got a project going on the front steps, or whatever, doing some, some, uh, concrete and, you know, cement work and they're coming into the back and they're grabbing stuff. So it's like the noises, it's not bad. I'm not going to tell them to stop working so I can fucking sleep, but I'm like, it's, it's warm. It's starting to get hotter again. And I was like, okay, but I could handle it. Then they're working and I'm like, I don't know this fucking big guy watching the fat fuck sleep on the back porch. So I'm like, uh, having a hard time feeling self-conscious. Can't just sleep while everyone's working. That just made me uncomfortable. And they finally stop. And then red has lunch. So she comes out to sit with me and she's chatting. I'm like, guy, it was like fucking Goldilocks and the three bears. I'm like everywhere I went, I'm like, this spot's too firm. This spot's too soft. This one's too hot. This one's too cold. This one's too noisy. Like, it was just, it just would have been a funny little scene in a, in a movie or something like that. Just, just, just trying to get comfortable or whatever. So that was just, that was just something that was funny to me. And I was even laughing at the time, honestly, like literally thinking I'm like Goldilocks. Just, this one doesn't work. That one doesn't work. This is to this. This is to that. I, uh, it was funny to me, but anyways, I got uh, Tuesday, last day of this podcast's, uh, rock up, whatever. We, uh, Tuesday was in London, which was nice because I didn't have to get up as early. So I didn't have to make a commute. I managed to get there. Team was fun. We had a good time. It was first time actually doing it. Right. Cause the, f- the first day was supposed to be Monday, but the truck blew up with fire suppression. So it was nice to see cat, uh, Ryan and Mahar. Uh, it was really nice to see him. Um, we had a good time. We chatted, shoot the shit, had some burgers, uh, brought back free, uh, or did I, did I brought back some, uh, some diet, uh, diet Pepsi's there for my peeps, uh, and some Berg's and all that fun stuff. Uh, great times there. So that was, that was my week A gun range, uh, lunch with my buddy, a night with my friend, uh, fucking Facebook fiasco drive to, to London. I got my hair cut at uh, Susan's a spot in Kingston that I like to, which was a, a, a long layover in Kingston longer than I had anticipated, but uh, did that, you know, we had an amazing charcuterie board, had amazing pad tie, got to sit, John and I had a cigar out in the backyard, which was nice. Got to smoke a stick with my buddy, very courteous of him too. Cause he had a little cigar collection that he's been curating and was kind enough to share it with me. So, uh, continuing saga of, of me staying with them next week. I will continue that. I hope that, uh, I hope that this was mildly entertaining for you guys. Uh, secure the shit out of your email, right? picking something i thought my my password was was hard to guess apparently not um so just know and also if you have anything on social media that you want to protect you know that you think well this is good there um 
save it, save it to computer, download it, save it, make sure that that, that shit is, is there. Um, and make sure that people that you want to stay in touch with, make sure that you reach out to them and say, Hey, can I get your email address? You know, have, have some alternative way of contact. Cause I've got people that I, I have no other way of contacting, but Facebook and, um, and some of them, uh, you know, in the comedy, in the comedy game, um, one of my good friends, the, the, my buddy who works at, uh, Jimmy Kimmel live, one of the writers, uh, the only contact I had with him was, was, uh, through Facebook. I know his number's different than it once was, uh, cause he lived in New York when I last got it from him. And now it's a, uh, you know, now he lives in LA. So, um, anyways, just, just things like that. Like you'd be surprised how much of that. And, uh, I'll be talking about some other shit, social network, uh, related, and social media related, uh, in uh, upcoming episodes. Um, so yeah, uh, hope you guys have a great week. Uh, please send me your emails, contact at one man podcast.com. I have some other questions and shit that I want to ask you guys, but I got to get ready for a meeting. Um, so yeah, um, you guys are the fucking bomb diggity. I love each and every one of you. Thank God that, uh, Facebook doesn't get to decide whether or not my podcast gets to keep going. So, um, would love to hear from you guys. Tell me some stuff that's going on with you. Let's get this thing fired back up. I'm glad to be recording the podcast again. I had a blast. Uh, I got this meeting and then I'm going to be sitting down to record the other podcast that's late. Um, so would love to hear from you guys. Uh, cool. All right. Contact the one man podcast.com. I'm going to have a question either next episode or the one afterwards for you guys. So I need, I need you guys to, rather than you writing in to ask me something, I'm going to ask you and ask you if you could kindly write into me and let me know what you found. Um, and having said that, I will chat with you guys, uh, again, very, very soon. Against machines